0: The following podcast is produced and syndicated by Influencer Podcast Network. Become a podcast star. Go to InfluencerPodcastNetwork.com. Because dating isn't always great. I'm Amy Helt, and this is the Dating Disasters Podcast. Welcome back, everybody. This is the Dating Disasters Podcast, and I'm your host, Amy Helt. Here again today to share yet another gem from my dating treasure chest, I guess you could call it. I was thinking the other day, you know, I always think in advance what I'm going to share on my upcoming podcast. And I was kind of laughing at myself because I get to use myself as the example quite a bit and, uh, and it, it's funny to me because dating really, people get frustrated with it. People don't want to do it because they expect it to be something that's perfect. They meet somebody and go out once or twice and think that that person's the one. And I mean, let's be realistic guys, dating is a verb. That's something I tell my clients all the time. It's an action. It's not an end result. It's not a a one-time thing. And do you sometimes meet people that it feels like love at first sight? Absolutely. I've been someone who's lucky enough to have been there. And maybe you have been too. But that's not the normal. You know, a fairy tale is always amazing until it turns into a nightmare. And that's okay. Statistically, most relationships are not gonna work out. You can put in your best effort, you can really try, you can be smart about the choices you're making, but we're human beings interacting with other human beings and that can make things kind of challenging and unpredictable. So if you're out there dating now and it's not going super great, don't get discouraged. I've built an entire business around people who get discouraged with dating, online dating in particular, to help them kinda sort it out and find their way around. And you've heard me talk about that program before. It's available at onlinedatingresults.com you can actually head over there right after this podcast and for free download my seven best online dating tips. The amazing part about those tips is most of them apply to regular dating as well. So if you're not dating online, they apply to you. If you're thinking about dating online, there'll be a great blueprint for you to get started. If you are dating online, they are the strategies that I used and I got a lot of dates and I on several occasions found exactly what I was looking for. So go over onlinedatingresults.com and check it out. But in the dating process, there were a lot of guys I went out with that really weren't what I was looking for. When I was dating online, I had a really solid strategy. I had a very particular way that I would search to give myself the best opportunity to meet the kind of person that I knew would work, the kind of person that I was looking for. And again, even with that, because we're dealing with other human beings and not just information or statistics, sometimes you meet someone who is kind of like, Hmm, you know, on paper, they're great. But in real life, maybe not a fit. And I'm going to guess all of us have been there at some point. So when I was thinking about those relationships, I thought first to the ones that I have that are still super positive. Because I do have really strong relationships with some men that I've dated over time. And we just were not a fit, dating-wise. But as human beings and friends, we, you know, we had a good bit in common, and we stayed friends for a really, really long time. And that started me thinking about um, one of my friends in particular. And I'm actually even friends with his wife. And his wife and I, uh, she was he sent her to me as a client, and we became good friends. She and I have something more in common than just this other person. We actually encountered the same individual when we were online dating at different times who exhibited <laughs> strangely and I mean, not surprisingly, I guess, the same behavior that was weird and confusing and not doing him any favors. So I'm going to talk a little bit about this guy. I'm going to call him Mimosa Man. And you might notice a pattern throughout this podcast that the men that I talk about that I've dated, I always give them a nickname. And I do that for a couple of reasons. First, because it is a podcast and I share my side of the story without permission from anybody, because it's my story. So, you know, I don't want to put anyone's name out there should you happen to know them and you know depending on where you live I've dated all over the country the world's not that big you know it's not out of the realm of possibility that you might know them and also I would do it as a rule for myself because I would want to keep the people I was dating straight when you are dating multiple people at a time It can get confusing, (laughs) especially when you're talking to your friends or your family and you're saying, oh, I went out with so-and-so last night. It gets super confusing when you're dating two guys with the same name. So I just formed a habit, I don't know, 25 years ago where I started labeling the men I was dating. I gave them nicknames to kind of help me stay on top of things as well. Especially with online dating, because there will be attributes about people. You'll learn things about people. You want to keep them straight. Nothing is more embarrassing. And raise your hand if you've been there with me on this. When you're out with somebody and you bring up something like, oh, so, you know, you volunteer with an animal organization. That's really interesting. What made you start doing that? And they look at you blankly and they're like, I don't volunteer at all. Your first thought is like, Oh, but you should, it makes your world better. But then you're kind of, Oh, you know, my mistake. You've obviously gotten them confused with someone else. I'm going to guess there are a few of you out there too, who have even mixed up somebody's name and I've done that and I've had it done to me and it doesn't feel good, but it happens. You know what? We're human beings. We have to start relaxing a little bit and, and, not freaking out about everything. We have enough in the world right now to freak out about. We don't need to be freaking out about somebody just getting mixed up. Now, if your husband's doing it or your wife's doing it, then okay, maybe maybe we have a little issue. But when you're out there dating, you should always expect that the person you're on the date with is dating other people, that you are not the only person that they're out with you know, you should be at that time, but that you're not the only person in their, you know, their dating circulation. So to help me keep things straight and avoid embarrassing situations, I always would nickname my <laughs> I was gonna say suitors. That sounded kinda weird. My dates. The the men I was dating, I would always nickname them. And it just happens that it works out in an amazing way when I'm sharing these stories with you guys. Because it helps you too identify what the issue might have been. So Mimosa Man. Now he came up on my online dating searches with my search criteria. I explained before and something I promote in my online dating results program. You need a search strategy and you need to understand who you are, And it doesn't matter who you are. You're not looking to fit into a mold. You wanna understand who you are and you need to understand what you are looking for. Thirdly, you need to get super comfortable with communicating that. And I don't mean communicating like just finding the words. Yeah, that's important. Saying it so other people understand it is important, but saying it so that's kind of the stance you're taking saying it so you're not going to be walked back or back down based on someone else telling you that that's not what you should want or that's not really what you need you need to be definite in what the heck is going on with you because we do live in a world where people put their opinions on us and try to steer us in a direction that they think we should go you know hello it's parents do it all the time. It's sort of part of the job description, right? You need to remember that you need to be strong and definite in who you are. And when you can do that, it makes things in life easier. You stay on your path. It also makes things in dating easier because you're not so easily kind of talked into going out with someone that you really probably are not that interested in. Um, it'll save you a lot of time, a lot of heartache. People don't always respond well to it, but you are not responsible for their reactions. You're responsible for treating people with respect and being definite in who you are and communicating it properly. So when I would search online, my search criteria started with height and income. I was very definite about those things. I made no bones about it. I still don't. I was just talking to one of my girlfriends yesterday about it. I was comfortable with those things being important to me. Now, some people might be like, who cares? It's just, you know, that's just a superficial thing and money isn't everything. It doesn't matter. It's how I feel. And it's the things that are important to me. And yeah, money is not everything, but money's a lot. It is the only thing that you can have that allows you to do good far beyond who you are and where you are in this minute. I just heard that yesterday and it really, it really resonated with me. So that's your extra kind of personal development tip for today. Um, But when you are online dating, you need to have a search strategy and you need to be definite with what you're looking for. My search started with height and income. Once I narrowed that down, I started looking at other factors from there. This gentleman came up in that preliminary search. So as I was kind of looking through everybody to see if there was anyone that really I was interested in that I'd like to meet, um, I got to his profile. I looked first at the other statistics that are of importance to me. And I read his profile and I thought, "Hmm, you know, this this is pretty good. And I actually did reach out to him. I had a pattern of really taking charge of my search. You know, I think when you're online dating, that's really important. When I'm out in public, if someone wants to approach me, that's totally different. I I was doing online dating for a purpose. So uh, he and I communicated over email and then we switched to phone, which of course is part of the natural progression. And you should be doing that if you're online dating with somebody now and you are still on email and it's been more than a couple of days, find out what's going on. figure out a way to actually take the conversation from online to your phone. You might be the one that has to say it, it's cool. Um, Don't get stuck in that email trap. But uh, you know, we made plans to meet and went on our first date and it was fine. You know, he was lovely, he looked like his picture, he was attractive, he was interesting. You could tell on the first date that there was something about him that was, I don't know. I don't want to call it nuts because that's not what I mean to say. Just something about his, his energy, his demeanor that wasn't completely calm. That kind of led me to think that there might be a little bit more to this story than what I was seeing. But it wasn't at this point enough to be a super red flag. There are some very obvious things that, you know, you want to run for the hills. This wasn't one of them. You're getting to know somebody. So you really want to get to know their personality and and understand them. So after our first date, Mimosa Man and I, you know, went out a few more times. On these dates, I really didn't notice anything weird. You know, I did notice things like he opened the door for me. I ordered first at the restaurant. He obviously, as you should to me, if you're the guy on the date, pick up the check. He was interested in finding a partner. So there were a lot of things that were really positive about the relationship. And we started seeing each other, not often. It was maybe, you know, once or twice a week. It wasn't one of those, like it turns into this everyday situation. And every time we were out, he was a complete gentleman eventually he invited me over. It was probably the third or fourth date for dinner at his house, which I thought was kind of awesome because he was actually cooking dinner, which was really, really thoughtful. So I show up at his house, you know, I get the tour, lovely house. He was a business owner, so established, um, you know, really solid and he had made dinner and it was, um, pasta and sauce. So, which was very thoughtful, you know, I I recognize for sure that when you're an actual, when you're practicing chef tactics, you know, it's not like when I make sauce and pasta, which I don't make that often, but it's definitely a lot more in depth. So um, we enjoyed dinner, and we were just kind of, you know, sitting around talking. And my first sort of red flag that made me think hmm something's weird here uh i don't remember what we were talking about i think we were talking about our, our dating experience and other people we had dated and he paid me a compliment that you know we were just talking about you know how I did actually look younger than my age, which is a really positive thing, especially with online dating, that you look like your photo, that when you show up, you actually look a little bit better than your photo, which is just what we all should be shooting for. And, uh, you know, I, I thank him for the compliment. I, I make effort to delay that process as much as possible sunscreen, washing my face, basic things that women who are listening can relate to guys, maybe not so much, but you should learn to relate to it. Um, but Mimosa Man shared with me a story about a date he had been on. And, you know, to this day, I laugh because I think <laughs> you're telling somebody this, like, what are you doing? And he told me that, you know, he had been on a date, you know, had been dating the girl for a little bit. However old she said she was is irrelevant, but she left her purse on the kitchen table and went to use the restroom. Well, while she was using the restroom in his house, he went through her purse and actually took out her driver's license to check her age. And first, hello, if anyone's going through my purse, I'm cutting their hand off. That's my stuff. You don't mess with it. And he just thought that it was completely acceptable to take her purse sitting on his table and take out her driver's license out of her wallet and see how old she was. So she comes back from the restroom, does not even know that this has happened. And I mean, listen, you're in somebody's house. You left your purse, your keys, your credit cards on the table. You trust them, right? What an incredible violation of somebody's freaking trust. Who thinks that that's okay? So she comes back and sits down and know they're talking and he starts asking her the questions about her age. So not specific to like, how old are you again, but just trying to put some puzzle pieces together. So I think he thought he was clever being Mr. Detective, whatever, that's fine. but as the conversation goes, he actually says, well, I know that you're not whatever age she said. And I mean, who cares really, right? It doesn't matter what the age was or what the age difference was. It, it matters that he took her license out of her purse, but it also matters that she was not honest about her age online, which when you're dating, just be honest and upfront. Uh, So it comes out that he took her driver's license and he sees that her birth date, you know, is not the age that she says she is. Needless to say, that was a last date for him. Um, I couldn't believe he was telling me this because I had to explain to him that you just don't go into people's stuff like that. That's not okay. And if you have a question or a concern, you ask them and you have to go with the answer you get or you do some covert ops research separately but you don't go into somebody's stuff and start rooting through it to to find out how old they are. So that was kind of a red flag. That was a really weird behavior from somebody, right? So now I'm starting to see some of this, whatever I, I felt was just below the surface coming out. Like to me, who does something like that? I don't go through the man I live with. I don't go through his stuff. So, And it's my house too, you know? So you can't be like, well, it was on my table. and No, that's not a good excuse. So for some reason, I explained this to him and we still make plans to go out again. So in hindsight, maybe that wasn't probably, I should have viewed that as more of a red flag. And just in our interactions with regular things, like going to dinner with his friends and meeting for lunch, there was always this element kind of of him Wanting to get his way. You know, I was at his house one other time for dinner and I I was there for dinner And it was winter time and it doesn't get very cold here, but it's still winter, you know You need a jacket and a sweater and jeans And he wanted to get into his hot tub. He had a beautiful backyard really nice pool really nice hot tub and he wanted to get into his hot tub and I of course didn't have a swimsuit because I wasn't even thinking about a hot tub I was coming over maybe after work for dinner I wasn't thinking ahead, right? I had no plans to stay over either. And I was like, you know, I, I don't have anything to go in the hot tub with. And, you know, he's like, oh, no, you know, I can give you, you know, shorts and a t-shirt. No big deal. You know, it's so cold out. It'll be warm. The standard argument for getting in a hot tub in the winter, you know, no problem. But I just really didn't feel like it. I really didn't want to. I was like, no, you know what? I can't be here long. I've got to go. I have some work to finish up at home. And he just kept on and on and on about getting in this hot tub, which only made me much less cooperative. I'm an only child. I have no problem taking a stand and holding my ground, especially when I think a point might be proven because of it. So, long story short i didn't go into the hot tub i went home and he was pretty annoyed that that's how things had turned out and you know it's one thing when you think a date is going to go a certain way and it doesn't you're a little bit disappointed but it's another thing when your date really feels like you're having a little bit of a temper tantrum so now i've seen like two red flags so now to me i should be thinking hey this is not This is somebody who's a little bit pushy, who really wants to get his way, who doesn't really respect boundaries in that way. You know, very respectful as far as a human being to a human being in my experience, but not really respecting me saying, no, you know what, I'm not going to do that. I've got to go do something else. Really wanted, uh, was really buying into the relationship much more than I was, I think at this point. So there happens to be a Sunday not long after this that comes along and football's on. It might have even actually been Super Bowl Sunday, uh, now that I think about it. And I invited him over for brunch and mimosas, just he and I. So I don't host parties. I don't like a lot of people at my house. I'm a much more private person. So it was just he and I. So I had the stuff for mimosas. We had some brunch. And I was using my large goblet wine glasses for the mimosas because, well, why not, everybody? They're mimosas and it's a Sunday, right? We're just going to relax and have some fun. So, at that time in my life, and maybe some of you can relate to this when you're dating, you also have a lot of other stuff that you need to do. So, to spend an entire day and night with somebody in your real life, you know, not on a vacation, might be a little bit challenging. You know, I always had things to get done and errands to run. I never had time to spend an entire day just sitting on my couch watching TV. If I had a day that was free, I was at the spa or I was at the Pilates studio. I was doing things for my health and wellness. That to me was a break. I was never able really to devote an entire day to another person, particularly not someone that I'm just sort of dating. So at this time of him being at my house for Super Bowl I have already realized that you know he is somebody who really likes to get his way and I've now pinpointed it that it's a really immature behavior he he acts like a child and gets annoyed and frustrated and acts like a baby So okay now I know what's up right but let's see what happens here So we have brunch I make the mimosas in the large goblets and I'm sipping on mine and we're talking and watching football. And before I know it, within a couple of minutes, really, his goblet's empty to the point that I thought he spilled it on the floor. And he's in the kitchen making another mimosa. Okay, you know, we have plenty of champagne and organic fresh orange juice, no problem. And I'm still sipping on mine and he is drinking away. Another goblet down. Now this guy's not huge, right? I mean, he's bigger than me, but he's not some like 300 pound linebacker that, you know, can knock down a bottle of champagne and it's like nothing, it's like me drinking water. That's not the case. And, you know, in an earlier podcast episode, I actually talk about (laughs) my love of Jaeger. So, you know, I can, can put a few down too. But it's a Sunday. It's football. It's a mimosa, not necessarily meant to be chugged. And here's the guy now going back for his third one from the huge goblet glass and then asking me, do I want any more? Because now he's going to polish off the champagne. And I've just had one and I'm not even a quarter of the way finished with it. So I'm thinking, oh no, this is just not good. I'm thinking I'm gonna have my mimosa when the game's over because we're on the West Coast, it'll be over a little bit earlier. I have some errands to run. You know, I have to get ready for what I'm doing during the week. So I'm just kind of sipping mine, thinking about what plans are next. Well, my date, who I'd been out with a few times already, Mr. Mimosa, is now drunk on mimosas and orange juice. So, you know, you're hopped up on the sugar and you're hopped up on the champagne, I'm smart enough to know very shortly you're going to totally crash. (laughs) You're going to completely wipe out. So now I've got a drunk guy at my house. I'm not about to leave him there by himself because I know he's going to be rooting through stuff. And to be honest, I don't trust anybody with my animals. So okay, I'm not leaving him with my cats, with my two cats. So I'm like, you know, why don't you go lay down for a little bit? I'll put the TV on in the bedroom. You can just take a nap because I'm thinking at least I get him out of my hair because not only is he drunk on mimosas, but he's like a really annoying, silly, as in not funny, drunk and a very attention grabbing drunk. He wants all of my attention and I don't have that to give. (laughs) Certainly not to somebody who I'm just still trying to figure out how in the world he got drunk on mimosas. What is happening right now? So he goes into the bedroom. I set him up, I turn on the TV. The whole time I'm wearing actually a tracksuit because it's, well, it's my uniform. It's my winter uniform, let's be honest. My velour tracksuit, a ponytail and flip flops. And, And I'm at home, so whatever. He keeps trying to unzip my tracksuit jacket and I'm like, listen, dude, first, even if I had had a bunch of drinks, this isn't going anywhere because you got drunk from mimosas and now because you're at my house, I'm stuck here until you sleep this off and it's only like you know 6.30 p.m. and it's dark because it's winter, so just take a nap, but I have stuff to do like when you finally wake up, I got to go and you're going to have to go because I have stuff to do. So then he gets drunk and annoyed because why wouldn't I want to hook up with a guy who's so good looking and was completely drunk on mimosa, right? At 6:30 on a Sunday. <laughs> so, you know, I let him sleep. No problem. I do some other stuff around the house. He eventually does wake up. I'm like, okay, you know, it's time to go because I have other stuff to do. This wasn't meant to be a full day date. And he actually leaves. And, um, you know, that was kind of a a moving point to me because I do kind of want a guy who is a little bit more interesting. Not that getting drunk is irresponsible. I do it too. Back then I was doing it a lot. I, you know, I enjoyed being out and having cocktails and I really didn't want to sit and have to think about how many cocktails I'm having. So, okay, that, that was fine. But you know, I, now you're sort of seeing like, that's really not cool. It's really not what I'm looking for. But I was at a point in my life, and my guest, a few podcast episodes earlier, brought up this point, and I think it's a very relatable point, and I was kind of glad he said it. Sometimes when you're dating somebody, and the rest of your life is kind of in flux, and there's not a lot of stability, we use dating and finding a partner as a way to find stability we look for something that's a little bit less stressful and a little bit more fun a little bit more hope maybe and potential to kind of stabilize us and give us kind of that grounding and i know i've been there at different points in my life this was definitely one of them you know and i am guessing that a lot of you can probably relate to that too and maybe you didn't even think about that that's what you were doing but It's a pretty common thing. It's trying to find that, you know, the good qualities outweigh the bad, the stability, the consistency, because in my own career, I didn't have it. I had actually just um, lost a job completely unexpectedly. And I was a surgical device rep. So I had a high income. I had a high level of responsibility. It was a career kind of job it wasn't just a job that i didn't care about and i lost it completely unexpectedly so at that time you know when what that was around when i had met him and i was really looking for some kind of stability something to take my mind off of the road ahead of me you know something to kind of not motivate me to go in the right direction but to remind me that that my life can still be what I want it to be. Because we do create our own life, right? We, it's our choices that do it. We're not at anyone else's mercy. But it's hard to remember that when someone else has decided that you don't get to earn a paycheck. So, you know, we actually did uh, go out a few more times. I, you know, we were out prior to the Super Bowl, we had been out for New Year's, and, you know, he didn't like that. I didn't stay at his house on New Year's Eve, but you know, I had responsibilities at home that I really wanted to get home to. I didn't want to stay. And I wasn't much in the business of doing things that I really didn't want to do. You know, we had a great time, that was fine. I you know, and then this mimosa situation happens. And he had even stayed at my house one other time. And you know, I had woken up early because I had to get to, you know, the job boards and sending out my resume, getting ready for some interviews I had that week. And he really just could not understand that that's the direction this situation was going in. You know, that's what I had to focus on. And he really wanted my focus to be on him and and the attention on him. So after that last time that he stayed at my house, it really was very clear that this You know, I don't have the energy to invest. Um, I was starting to feel better about my job situation and more in control of that part of my life. And I really wasn't willing to invest all of my energy into somebody else. So, you know, I had to tell him that, you know, I'm just getting really busy. I have to devote my time to my next step in my career and I can't devote it to somebody else. So no, I can't come over for dinner on a Tuesday. I can't go, you know, He wanted to go on a cruise or something to Mexico, which is great, but I just don't want to go with him. So my need to refocus on my career and taking my next step really was a very convenient and sort of true excuse to not continue seeing him. Because he did require a lot of attention and it wasn't a situation where... (laughs) I mean things change as you get older right so the situation then was not one of okay you know this is a really stressful thing for you this job i was considering at that time opening a business i didn't do it until a couple years later but i was considering at the time so it wasn't like i've experienced later where it's more of a partnership hey listen let's work on this together you know you have the idea behind it I'll put the funding behind it, let's move forward. There was not a partnership, like a long-term partnership like that. It was very much a him wanting attention. So I'm also gonna note that if really I felt a connection to him and I thought there was a possibility of a long-term relationship, what I was looking for, if there was a possibility for that with him in my mind, I would have made the time, you know, me being unemployed suddenly and having to refocus to keep my career going was really just a very, very convenient (laughs) excuse, honestly. Um, because remember we can always find time for the things that we really want to do. If you are dating somebody and they say they are too busy, they don't have the time and I've been there. Um, I've been there too. People have said that to me. That's a cue that they just don't have the time for a relationship with you. They have time for a relationship with someone else, but not with you. They don't see the potential. They don't think it's a fit. Whatever the case, it's no big deal. So if you hear those words from someone, just know that it's just, you know, you you're not going to wait it out and they're going to be less busy. I wasn't going to become less busy and start making time for this guy again because already I had seen a pattern of behavior, a pattern of having a little bit of a temper tantrum when things don't go your way. And that to me was not something I had the energy to deal with and I don't want to deal with a child. So this gets a little bit better actually because When I, you know, a couple times I would just say, Oh, I'm busy. I can't, Oh, I'm, you know, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. My career was really important to me. And that really was where my focus needed to be. Most people after being told that once or twice would take the kind of hint and kind of back up and let the person maybe come back around to them. Oh, not this guy. You know, he's still talking about the cruise with his best friend and his best friend's wife to Mexico which is lovely. I mean normally, sure, I'd go on a cruise. But not with him. I mean, who knows what was going to happen, you know? I mean, I can't imagine. It's only it was only 3 days. Our cruises from the West Coast are shorter, which is great. But, you know, I don't want to be stuck on a boat for 3 days with this schmo. I mean, who knows what he's going to be rooting through my luggage? I'm going to have to, you know, I'm going to be going to the bathroom and he's going to be walking in to talk to me. Like I like privacy and he is not about privacy clearly. So, you know, he's still on about that. And, you know, finally, I actually had to say I had at the time a cell phone connected to my parents business. And uh, for it was not an unlimited texting situation. I don't I don't know what we had or why. Um, I think this was kind of before like unlimited everything was the standard. And I had gone over my data, which I had normally done. I didn't use my personal phone a ton because I always had a, a phone for work. That was generally the phone number that I would give out to people um, when I was online dating, so they wouldn't have my personal contact info right away. But I had to tell this guy, you know, okay, you're, cause he would be texting me 10, 15 times a day. I'm not interested and I don't have time. And now I'm over this weird texting limit because of him with these ridiculous conversations. So I finally had to kind of set that straight and just say, listen, you know what? I'm really busy. I don't have a job, so I can't be paying for these overages that you're putting on me because you continue these conversations. I don't have time to talk or go out. So I think we just kind of need to leave it be. So I get a response back, (laughs) essentially a temper tantrum over text. So if you ever want to do this to somebody, rethink it and don't do it because you look like a jackass. Just be like, oh, okay, sorry. See you later. Take care. The person will reach out to you if they want to go back out with you and when they have time, if that's the case, or if they're ready to go back out with you. But I got a temper tantrum on text, which was you know, all these things he could have done for me. He was planning this cruise and I'm so ungrateful. And I'm so weird because I don't like dark colored drinks, which I mean, I really kind of had to laugh at that part, but it continued, it continued with, you know, you didn't tell me your plan is not unlimited and all the, and I mean, first, I don't know because it's connected to my parents' business at that time. So I don't, I don't know what the story is. Like, I just know the information I get. I don't really care. I don't, I'm not investigating this. This is just what, you know, was being mentioned to me by the person who handles the accounts, okay? So I don't know. But uh, to slam me for not liking dark colored drinks. And if you know me, when I'm out having cocktails, I mean, Jaeger's a dark colored shot, right? I do really like Jaeger, (laughs) but my cocktail is always a stoli and tonic, very little ice. It's a clear drink. That's just always what I kind of have been attracted to. You know, because I do have this thing, if I'm on a date, yeah, I might drink some wine, but then you get wine teeth and wine mouth. It's sort of the same way with really dark drinks. And I don't drink cola anyway, so why would I get a rum and coke? I don't drink coke when I'm not out. It doesn't make me feel good. And I say that as though like a a Stoli and tonic does. But uh, to me, there's just something about it. No big deal. That's what I drink. And he just, I guess, was not having me telling him that day that I didn't want to talk to him anymore and just kind of laid it out. And I, I laughed out loud because I thought, what a fucking weirdo. What a weirdo. But in that moment, all those other weird behaviors, how he always wanted things his way and got kind of annoyed when they weren't, he would get frustrated when things weren't just so, really made me laugh. So I mean, what message are you sending somebody? First I have animals, so I'm sorry guys, things never get to go the way you think if any of you have cats and or dogs. It's just like having children things don't get to go your way all the time. And in life, you have to be flexible. In dating, you have to be flexible and open and relaxed. And yeah, sometimes, you know, you have your heart set on doing something. Your heart can't be set on everything all the time because people you're dealing with other people and he and I clearly were not on the same page. And when that it was a couple text messages in a row because his, text was too long, too many characters to fit into one, which was only again, making my issue of going over my data bigger as he's doing this. And uh, I just thought, oh my God, again, what a fucking weirdo. So that kind of got put to bed. Um, I would still see him online. I know he would still look at my profile when I was on there later. He did at one point email me a few months later with one of those, I hope you're happy. I hope you're finding what you're looking for. One of those like really snotty, jerky kinds of messages, which I just ignored and it was no big deal. And by the way, when you're online dating, people know that you look at them unless your profile is not visible if you're using one of those types of websites. So that one that I was using was actually, Probably the most well-known and you could search but people would know unless you had your own profile hidden or you paid for their premium service Which I know he did not do So, you know, he thought that as time went by maybe uh, You know an asshole email Would have me come back and be like, oh, yeah, no, I miss you I really want to you know go out with you again Like what did he think was gonna happen when he was a jackass? He didn't even learn the lesson So, this story all ties together a couple years later when my friend's now wife, at the time she was just his girlfriend, came to my Pilates studio and we were working together and we became good friends. And we were just talking about online dating because that was how I met her fiance and that's how she met him. And we were talking about, like, you know, some of our experiences and sharing some funny stories. And she said, you know, I had the weirdest, most ridiculous experience with this guy. And she said his name. And she started to describe to me the situation. You know, they hadn't even met. They were emailing back and forth through the dating website because it was still pretty new. And it was, you know, late at night. She just happened, happened to hop online before she went to bed to kind of see what was going on. And they were having a back and forth conversation, which... um, was totally normal, you know, and at that time it was almost like an instant messaging. And so it was a a conversation going and she, you know, would type something and then go like, let the dog out and come back. And he would have responded. She would answer just really basic kind of get to know you preliminary stuff, right? They don't know each other. She doesn't know him. This is really their first communication. So apparently she, in the middle of this conversation, actually fell asleep because it was late at night and she had to do stuff the next day and left the computer open and the chat going but fell asleep and didn't respond so (laughs) she woke up in the morning to like a barrage of messages like the first couple were like normal like the conversation had been really normal initially so she had no reason to think that that Some guy was going to get really weird really quickly. But as she read through them, there were so many and they just kept going and going. And it was, you know, as he wasn't getting a response, he was getting nastier and nastier and like angrier and angrier, but not like angrier, like, um, maybe you need to call the authorities because this guy is super aggressive but like angry like temper tantrumy like being a, like being a big baby and you know i don't know who you think you are i guess you're just like all these other girls and you're not going to answer me and everybody like here is on that that kind of message <laughs> so again a fucking weirdo just out of nowhere doesn't know this woman now is never going to meet her But like, hello, did you think that this was the way to get the date? Did you think you were gonna temper tantrum her into going out with you? So at the Pilates studio, she and I are in hysterics about this because in the dating world, there are a lot of weirdos. Sometimes I think there are more weirdos than non-weirdos, but that's okay, I think the world is kind of like that. Not a big deal to each their own, right? I'm a weirdo to some people. That's cool. Um, so we're just laughing and we're talking about it. And she said his name. And I was like, hmm, this behavior sounds strangely familiar. Let me, you know, so, so we start talking and I start describing him. And I start, you know, I mention his age, his height, like basic attributes. And then I start, you know, describing him physically. And she's like, yeah, that's what his picture looks like. And then I say, he's actually a business owner. I don't know if he still is, but at the time he was. And I say that he owns such and such a business. And she's like, oh my God, yeah, that's him. And, you know, she had learned that just in the brief discussion they had before she fell asleep for the night at like midnight. It wasn't as though she dozed off at four o'clock in the afternoon or frankly at 7 p.m. like he had when he got drunk on mimosas at my house, but we (laughs) we had such a discussion about this guy and his behaviors and his ridiculousness um it i mean you know we actually had to stop the pilates session it was it was just a private session so we because we had to really get down to it with this this guy on online dating but i mean what a small freaking world and this guy i hope since then even if he's listening and he might be if he does he knows exactly who he is I hope that he's learned that you can't just be a complete weirdo that you can't just freak out when things don't go your way that you can't root through other people's property even when it's at your house and that really you should not be getting drunk on mimosas at a girl's house on a Sunday afternoon you know those are things you do in your early 20s those are things you don't do as an adult by now, you should learn how to handle yourself in social situations and in, in dating. And if your ego is so easily bruised by things not going your way, then maybe you shouldn't be dating because dating's tough and life is tough, dude. So you have to thicken that skin just so you can operate in the real world with the rest of us. And I, I think back often to that story because the guy had some pretty good qualities. And that was what my girlfriend and I had talked about. There were some initial things about him that were positive. And, you know, he wasn't a bad human, but it was really apparent to both of us pulling the same kind of bullshit behavior of being a baby that really, you know, was wasting our time and preventing him from meeting the person he wanted to meet. You know, I remember being at, you know, a, a bar restaurant with him and his best friend and, and his wife watching before the Super Bowl some, some stuff. Um, I was a Steelers fan and it was a year that the Steelers were in the playoffs and I, we were watching them. And after we just walked over to the grocery store where I shop, I had to pick up some things and he paid my bill. I didn't ask him to, he was just like, no, let me take, you know, get whatever you need to get. Let me take care of it because you're not working. So he had these really good qualities and they totally got lost in his bullshit and his ridiculousness. And we still laugh about this. You know, that's how impactful that behavior was that he actually made my dating disasters podcast. And he didn't just... Disaster one person, he disastered one of my friends. <laughs> the world is not that big, especially here. And and you know, we still have a, a laugh about it because it was still such a benchmark of immaturity and ridiculousness. So, my, my message to people today: if you are the jackass, stop being that way. People talk. And, you know, in fairness, had I been talking to my friend and she had been planning to go out with him, you know, I would have let her own experience decide how she feels about the situation. I would have shared my experience with her, but I wouldn't have have given her a solid opinion either way. I would have just been like, hey, this this is what my experience was. Just kind of keep your eyes open but you have to judge based on your own experience and how somebody treats you individually so if you are the jackass though remember people talk whether you're the woman that's the jackass or the man that's the jackass we all talk single people talk and it is kind of your reputation because wherever you live in any part of the world Your immediate area is not that big, even if you think it is. You might live in a metropolitan area. I promise you, it's not that big. (laughs) It is not that big. And uh, even when you date worldwide, the world is a really small place. The internet makes it really small. So watch how you behave and what you do and your behaviors. And when people give you cues about you're being out of line, really kind of take it and think about it. But being a jackass takes away your ability to showcase your good qualities and takes away your ability to really meet a partner. And if you're frustrated with online dating, maybe it's not working because you're a jackass. That might be it. And if you are the person who is the recipient of the weird, unusual, and immature behavior, proceed with caution. Pay attention to the red flags. Pay attention to what else is going on in your life that you might find those red flags acceptable. But, but kind of you know have a mental checklist running of these behaviors because in early dating, somebody should be putting their best foot forward. And that doesn't mean that we don't show our true selves because everybody gets frustrated, everybody gets tired, everybody has a hard time and behaves in a way that just is not flattering. But dating in the beginning should be an adventure it's a positive experience. Even when it's a disaster, it's something you can learn from and look back on and just kind of be like, Oh, I'm not going to do that again. Whether you were the instigator or the recipient. So in the early stages of dating, you shouldn't have to deal with people's big ups and downs and their immaturity and their frustrations. You want to remember, you're getting to know the person and you want to know the entire person. But dating should be should be should be fun be fun be great but it should be fun it's part of your journey it's part of getting you to where you want to go and it's a learning experience for everybody so whoever you are in this story whether you are me whether you are my girlfriend whether you are the guy that we had in common you know take a tip <laughs> uh, if you're again be a normal person but pay attention to the red flags and watch your alcohol intake that's something that i cover on my uh with my program onlinedatingresults.com. go check it out get your free download but that is something i cover watch your alcohol intake i did an entire podcast a few episodes ago about what happens when you don't and it's embarrassing and it's not fun and i was the example so I, I was glad today to share a story of where somebody was doing something, you know, ridiculous and it wasn't me. This this was really great. So remember, go check out online datingresults.com. Look for next week's episode. And in the meantime, remember dating isn't always great, but It can be so much fun, so stick with it and be smart. This is Amy Helt, and this is the Dating Disasters podcast. I'll see you next time.